When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ramble. Well, well, welcome, everybody. It's another episode of the Tripod, but we've got some extra guests on today's Tripod. To my left is Alex Lewis wearing a pretty cool hoodie. Oh, wow. yeah, this old thing? Well, this is just one of the fabulous pieces of merchandise you'll be able to buy at our off-Broadway Do not show. start with a merch <laughs> plug, <laughs> you jerks. I was just going to say it's a cool shirt, and I was about to say, and then Huey's over there, and he, he's also wearing a cool shirt. It's harder to see. It says Huey Stonefish, the anchor of the comedy band, and actually it's not even merch. It's just a sick-ass shirt it's that Lee Berger... It's a shirt he wears. You, you can actually buy this at Old Navy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're joined today by the Lou Boys, the Lou Burger. Hello. Does anyone ever call you the Lubies? <laughs> no. What have we gotten? Lubies. I've gotten... We've gotten... The Lou Bros. Most people call, call Alex Lewis Luberger. Yeah. They think he's Luberger. <laughs> they think I am Luberger. I love that for you. <laughs> now, how does that feel to kind of be the epino- eponymous? Well, Kornfeld, after seven years, it's a little frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if your handle was your name be easier. Okay. and not a confusing uh, Simpsons joke from 1996. What is his? It's I, the number eight. Oh, right. A I ate tack. a thumbtack. Can right. we jump back to eponymous just in case anyone listening doesn't have any idea what that word means eponymous eponymous it's a, a type of it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a type of hippopotamus yeah eponymous eponymous pluribus e- i don't know how, how do you spell it Ep- eponymous h-i-p-p-n-y-p-y-p-o-o-ponymous it's the thing that it's a name you said it it's the thing that's a name the thing it's you go to the zoo it's next to the elephants and you're, you're obfuscating large, the truth right now gray, and confusing wow. our, our dear friend. Gray uh, animal that lives friends, in the sea. All the listeners you're who don't know what the word him. means. Uh, we're joined by the Lubies today <laughs> because, Luberger, you guys are working on a real cool project. Uh, Keith has been talking about it, and you guys are putting on an off-B-Way show. You're going to Broadway. You're going to New York City. You're going to be there for uh, over a month? Yeah, we'll be living there for six weeks. We're uh, putting up a show on 42nd Street, mm-hmm. which is... Found, sounds just sounds oh, like it is. there's like a whole musical yeah. called 42nd Street. Um, yeah, we're right next to where Kinky Boots was. It just closed. And I'm something else is about to go up in there, but it's a, a wow, big Wow, you guys moved show. in and chased out Kinky Boots. Yeah, <laughs> it turns huge. out. I know. I pretty know. Crazy. They, they had us come do some duets with them, and they. That was the end of the <laughs> show. Next day, the next day, they announced their closing. It was closing. like opposite marketing. It was yeah. like, oh, they're working wrong. with them now? Show's yeah. canceled. They saw me in the Kinky Boots and were like, why would we have anyone else do this? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. that is it. That's what it was. <laughs> That's it what down. it was. We've peaked. Yeah. <laughs> Game over. Uh, so, I mean, this episode is going to be kind of an inside the actor's studio. Mm-hmm. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to, I mean, really, it's it's a really cool project. You guys have been doing a ton of cool stuff for it. I want to know about it. I've obviously talked to Keith a lot, but Keith and I were talking one day and we're like, honestly, let's just do it live. Let's yeah. like, because the audience should hear about it too. I mean, I know. Some of the things you've shown me, some I've seen more on your social media, but I know there's so much more that I didn't know. And I know a lot of our fans are, you know, look, we're all freaks. We love musical theater. We grew mm-hmm. up doing 
plays in school. You guys are living that dream out. And I can't imagine how many things go into a show that I'm not really thinking about. I mean, you're you're doing it all soups to nuts. So I don't even know where we want to begin. Well, I, the, I, the audience got to see our video this last weekend. And I love seeing people being like, oh, I love seeing all the behind the scenes that go into the show. I was like, guys, this is not all of the behind the scenes. <laughs> this is a 15-minute highlight reel of yeah. some of the things. But yeah. I, I, and to that, dense. to that point, I mean, there was one point in the video where, because I, I was hoping you give notes on it, and it like got to you know the nine-minute mark. And then it went into a full another 15 minute documentary about just recording the album yeah. and i'm like this is a whole new video like we gotta like it's just too much it's too much um so i guess let's just start with why the fuck are you doing this it's a great question keith and alex i'd love for you to remind <laughs> me why we're doing this because <laughs> what makes lou Berger special <laughs> is that we're really theatrical like every even our just touring shows to comedy clubs Every time we finish our show, everyone who's at that comedy club is like, I've never seen anything like that here. Nothing yeah. even remotely like that here. Not only just the fact that we're doing music, but the amount of energy, our audience interplay, how we have dancing and choreographed bits. And basically, we realized, well, we're actually doing musical theater. Right. Our concert, our comedy concert, as we've been calling it, is actually a musical theater show that is non-story non linear. It's, a, it's like a sketch, energetic sketch show that's all music. Um, and so we thought, well, let's take it a step further then. Let's just actually do musical theater. And now we have done a musical before, but it was a parody musical. We did a Stranger Things parody musical a right. long time ago. It was right, awesome. Right, right. Which was actually, <laughs> we should have clued in that this is what we should be doing then because we literally did only <laughs> one night with two shows and sold them both out. Yeah. Sure. And then we were like, yeah. <laughs> never again <laughs> next project and we're like oh and the theater was even like you guys don't want to rent another theater and do it again like no yeah they, done. they wanted it they were like you should do this again it did really well and we were like eh, the eh. grand irony too is that that you know that's a huge ip and probably would have crushed or isn't there like the office the musical now is on yes. off broadway there like, is a stranger things musical there off you broadway go. too yeah. it's yeah. called stranger sings and it's supposed to be really good yeah. not as good as the other one well we couldn't i mean come on we without, obviously we think ours was better without having I mean, heard hell. anything about the other <laughs> but we made ours so. but we made ours yeah. and uh you know we're pretty good <laughs> i mean maybe because you i'm sure you've learned a lot going into it and now what actually goes into a show is beyond what you expected. But in the beginning, when you set your sights on this, what were what were the things that you were like, oh, we get to do this and that? I mean, what excited you about this, this prospect? One of the things that excites me most about this is getting to work with the cast. I'll be music directing. Keith is directing. Alex has really taken on the head writer role. So something I'm really excited about is getting to know you. Actually, on Monday, we start Zoom rehearsals with the cast. So yeah. we have normally- On we Sunday? What? Oh, the table read. Yeah. Right. That's oh, wow. th that's less obligation for me yeah. as a leader. I'm just going to read my part on Sunday. Yeah. On Monday, we begin like, you know, normally we perform, it's the three of us, and we figure out our harmony parts together. It's not me teaching them a part. It's us all figuring out our parts together, and then we workshop it as mm -hmm. a group. This is going to be like, we have our three parts, and now we have four other singers that we're building parts for, and then we're teaching them and working with them. How big is the cast? 
So mm-hmm. it's seven people at most on stage. We also have a swing. Uh, which is, you guys have a swing? You have to have a swing. Yeah. Okay, hold on. We're doing 32 shows. Is there a world in which there's an understudy who plays Keith one night? Right. So <laughs> I pitched a, a whole Huey understudy like four show series so I could go to my buddy's wedding and they were like, no, yeah, Huey, we can't have it. someone replace you. <laughs> I think, no. I think that unfortunately we're the only people who can't be understudied because it's it just I don't I think it's not what people bought I agree you know and so we don't have understudies because we don't think there's a world where that makes any sense to the show I'll play you I think if (laughs) I think you would probably be one of the only substitutes the audience would accept (laughs) it's it's fair and I'm Uh, just as good of a singer and the dancing is gonna be hardcore yeah Yeah. it's that 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 I'm turned talking about things that we didn't think through singing and dancing at the same time for two hours like uh, choreographed dancing, by a Broadway dancing. actor. You guys stuff. dance hard too. We're already dancing super hard, and now it's like real dancing. We yeah. <laughs> when we so we did the show in the summer, and when we finished each show, it was as if we had jumped into a pool. <laughs> Our shirts stuck uh, stuck to us as we took them off, and there was no way to put it back on, like a wet shirt from a pool. Yeah. And that was with pretty simplified choreography mm-hmm. for us especially. and we didn't even do all of it mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and this is like i mean we'll be lucky if we have the energy to get to the opening I've, number. I've been going to the gym basically every day to prepare for this choreography tell me about your choreographer he's the real deal nico, nico de jesus, de jesus. Yeah. he's was well, he so if any of y'all have seen uh hawkeye and they have this is my favorite thing Rogers about the nico musical. they have in the Marvel oh, yeah. universe, they've created a musical about the Avengers. Right. And Nico plays Ant-Man in that musical. Yeah. That Which, is funny. He's done like way even bigger stuff. He's, but to yeah. me, that's no, like that's the coolest. The coolest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was also in Newsies yep. and like people know him from being in Newsies because yep. that was like a huge sure. show in New York. Yep. Um, he's in Anne Juliet currently. He was the dance captain uh, Pretty for Woman. Pretty Woman. He's also he is currently the dance captain for Anne Juliet as He's well. He's a very esteemed Broadway dancer yeah. and performer. He is a choreographer as well. And our show is his New York City choreography debut. So I mean that must be incredible. You have someone that talented choreographing who has I mean, let's be real here. So much more Broadway experience than all of you combined. Oh, oh yeah. I, mean, I well, mean you guys have none. <laughs> none. Well, well no, no, no. Keith has about Keith has some. And you obviously have tons of live performance. It's yeah. not Broadway, It's, but it's it's not yeah. far off. But then you have, I mean, you held auditions. I want to talk about that whole process, but sure. I, I guess this is, I feel like we, we're we cut from the same cloth. We got mm-hmm. some juice in this room. Hell yeah. We naturally, I think, we, we're we prone to anxiety and Bring a little bit out, of you. imposter syndrome. <laughs> I can't believe it wasn't yeah. out. And I'm oh wondering, god. has that hit you at all of like, oh yeah. my god, the, all of these no. talented people are are performing our thing and like how does that feel i, I don't have imposter syndrome just want to say that <laughs> i have the opposite of imposter syndrome this might make people think oh Huey was so nice now he seems like a conceited asshole i have like why haven't actually more people known about me syndrome <laughs> it's the opposite <laughs> I, i'm tired of this imposter everyone assumes i have imposter syndrome. i want to no, know i want fucking amazing I i'm want... so good at piano songwriting music production like no, I don't feel like, oh my God, I can't believe finally I don't people deserve are listening this. to me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've been working my fucking ass off. Hell yeah, I want a <laughs> sip of that juice. So, fun story. I was actually cast in an off-Broadway musical about three or four years ago. And um, I, for 
reasons unbeknownst to me to this day was let go from it. Oh my god! Wait, yeah. he was like you were like the lead. I was the star of it. When at what phase were you let go? So I <laughs> that is crushing. This is right after I was like in Valley Girl, right? The, you know, I I so I'd been working, which is still crazy to me that you were cast in a musical movie and didn't sing. I know. There's a lot of crazy things I know. about that movie. <laughs> I know. It's like you have one of the best singers alive here. And uh-huh. It's crazy that it's people who ended the possibility of that movie being a success are sure. now super famous and yeah. rich. Yeah. Well, um, he was already super famous and rich before that. Sure, but it, it seemingly so like, has only gotten say, better for and him. And now, no, he's he's going to continue to be rich forever. Yeah, but I, now he's in the WWE. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that I, is exactly. what it is. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. What you're saying, like, he's he's more successful. Yeah, he is. But yes. he's always successful. Yeah. No, but you, the only he's on people, the WWE because he's successful. My point right. is, the only people in that movie that were punished were not that person. Sure. Anyway, um, so but for this, people musical, don't think very high of him, so that's a punishment. Right? I want to hear his story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he won't even say Logan Paul's name. It's pretty. I don't like to give him attention. Wait, that's who we're talking about. Yeah, yes, he was in Valley okay, Girl, I'm kidding, I'm and it, 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 he. The movie was made before the the Suicide Forest yeah. predicament, so the came out during post production and pushed Valley Girl back like four years. It was supposed yeah. to have a huge theatrical release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was going to be so, a real movie. So you had your big uh, uh, cinematic debut that goes that got to- toileted, <laughs> and then I get cast in this off Broadway show. Uh-huh. I moved to New York. I like move I into my this. I I you what? I didn't know this. Yeah, I moved into my grandma's place because they didn't have the budget for like, you know, they they cast me and I was not a New York right. local, so I had to do all that. And then um <laughs> like 2 weeks into the show, um I'm out there, I'm like learning all the dances and everything, and the director comes up to me one day and he's like, "You're you're walking strange." And I was just like, Okay, and he said, "Walk, walk more like this." Just and this is just me walking. Like it had nothing to do with my acting. It's just how I walk in life. <laughs> this is on the stage, or this is like when you're walking to the vending machine. This is in the rehearsal. <laughs> it's during a rehearsal. It's okay. during a rehearsal. And then the next day, the choreographer comes in, and she's like, "Hey, so you know, we're gonna have you. We're gonna tone down your dancing. We're gonna like you know, uh, instead of like jumping across the straight stage doing a pivot and a spin or whatever, just stand here and kind of point at the other guy that's doing the dance." And I was like, "Oh, this isn't going well." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, and this is not far enough in the process to have any." educated opinion about you. no not yeah. really and but we basically spent the whole day re-choreographing that number and at the end of it she's like do you get it and i was like well honestly we've been re-choreographing the same thing over and over again and you know how when you say the same thing over and over again it starts to lose all meaning that's what's happening to me right now and the next day the director called me and he was like we're, we're letting you go wow that <laughs> i mean you're laughing, so I'm glad, but that's rough. Well, the cool thing about it now is I can't get fired from this <laughs> off-Broadway show because I own one-third of the company. <laughs> so this is this is not just a, uh, a debut. This is a revenge story. This is a redemption, redemption. story. Redemption. And I'm happy at. to say we are selling way better than that musical. So. <laughs> Fuck that musical. Fuck them. <laughs> I would like to know what it is off-camera. Off I uh, will tell you off-camera. <laughs> uh, you mentioned before your musical directing, Huey, and I... Imagine most people don't know what that means. My so my responsibility as music director in this instance is going to be working with the cast to prepare them to sing 
all of the songs with us or almost all of the songs with us. You know, normally a music director role might include working with the band. In this instance, I'm also co-producing the album, which is semi-related because I'm building a lot of the background parts. But my main job is just going to be there's four additional singers. We've written parts for them to sing and then working with them to sing it. But also, you know, we've written parts that work with us and we brought in a couple other singers to work on the album. So part of my job too is like, okay, we have these parts written, but we weren't planning to have a, a soprano or we got to change the pitches and make sure it all works and then making them meld together and making real-time changes and stuff. That's cool as hell. Yeah, a musical director will normally break down a song and all of the parts for each person, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know that one thing that I'm very interested in is I know that you guys want this to feel big. Mm-hmm. Like this is an off-Broadway show, but it's going to feel like a rock opera spectacular yes uh-huh. um, and i got to see the wizard of friendship show when you put it up here i know that this one's even bigger yeah, yeah. keith you've been telling me and showing me all the projections and lighting that you're doing mm-hmm. i just want just talk to me it's cool and <laughs> it's like really last cool. night we actually met and we were looking at all the projections i was putting it back up on my garage again because i think the size of the projections is somewhere like 10 feet or 9 feet by 14 feet but tall that's rather big. than wide tall so yeah. four feet, feet tall and like nine or ten feet wide and that's because just of the shape of the theater and to maximize our our negative space and turn it into positive space <laughs> but just like put stuff there so there's more visuals that are cool and at the same time like the reason to really invest all these time into the visuals is we can use them later for touring shows for like playing a music festival we'd have a whole video package for a lot of our songs and uh so it's time well spent but it's like a lot and what what is it and how do you build it it's mostly stock footage so i take a lot of stock footage and stock footage clips like these are normally like eight seconds long so i'm getting hundreds and hundreds of stock footage clips finding things that work together taking them and layering them playing with the opacities to to create sort of new imagery out of all these stock things looping some of them uh, putting effects putting transitional effects on them and sometimes putting transitional effects within them like putting cuts throughout the clip and putting transition effects in the clip itself so that those it may it animates that clip in a new way it's really incredible it's really milking the doing. shit out of what you can do on premiere because i can't do after effects he, right? he undersells he undersells this so much it's like I, I mean what he's you would never know that any of these clips are only eight seconds long right he's i mean it, it looks like a you know exactly what you would see at like an Aerosmith concert or yeah, something. It feels like you're us. at Coachella, it's, like it's watching incredible. these things that Keith made, where it's like wow, it's like such time, and they're all time to the music, you know, because we're performing to the album track. The so. funniest thing about it too is if you t- tell Ke- if you tell Keith you're impressed with this, he will instantly shoot you down and say it's not <laughs> impressive. It's not oh, well, it's, I, well, I haven't. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, anyone else could could do it. It's like no, Keith, no, not <laughs> anyone else could do this. He's doing it right now. I, <laughs> Here's why. It's okay, it, I know what it takes to make motion graphics, and what I'm doing is faking motion graphics. But is the effect really well. on the audience impressive? Oh, yes. hell yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, there oh, yes. it is. Like, and it will be dope as shit. I mean, they're cool, they're and this amazing. is only the projections, right? We're only seeing the projections and hearing the unfinished tracks right, right. now, and it's already dope as fuck. But we're gonna have dancing, yeah, and staging, and lighting, uh-huh. and more produced tracks through a sound system with microphone. Like it's just going to be so much more like one of the elements is already dope as fuck, but there's only six more elements that all will be cool. So I'm really excited about how cool it, I mean, as a direct, as the director, right, but also the director. as people 
charging people $80 yeah. or more to come see the show. I don't want anybody leaving the show and thinking I didn't get my money's worth. No one will think that. I, yeah. And I and I don't want anyone to have a second. I want people to be like, I'm going to go see it again. Yeah. Like I could afford to see that again because it was so worth it. And uh, and then that's why we're so something I should also say is we're doing Wizard of Friendship. But we're also doing Lou Burger in concert. So on the weekends that you can do a, do a double header and you can do this two burger deal um, <laughs> and you get like I don't know like twenty five or thirty dollars off the, the total for both shows. Uh, you can come see both shows and you can also do it where you can pick like a, a Wednesday show and like a Saturday show. You can like spread out the two burger. I think I think. I think, um, but you can, so the concert, I'm also building the visuals similarly for the concert. So oh, the yeah. concert Sick. is 14 or 15 songs that are not in the wizard of friendship that all are getting their own video package treatment as well. And for the ones we do live, I'm just creating a lot of, uh, looping video and still videos that the board operator can trigger. Um, so there's a lot. So if you go see the two shows, you're not seeing any songs overlap. No, you're you seeing might one. see white people talk about yeah. it twice because okay. right. we feel like. You got it. Give the people what they want. Yeah. yeah. Has uh, that has that become like is that the jam? Oh yeah. It's oh. the new Disney princess. It's wow. crazy. By far. It's, it's probably it's definitely it's like probably surpassed Disney surpassed. princess. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everyone knows that song. Everyone knows. That Wowie. Song. It's kind of crazy. It's fun because it shows. We'll we'll say like how many of you knew that we did that? Right. Us. And then you'll hear only like a, a half to sixty percent of the audience who uh, applaud. Knowing that we are behind white people talking, be like I've heard the song, but I didn't know it was you. And then right. they come to our concert, like, "Oh, you guys sing that song?" Right? Have you ever tracked down the whoever? Yes, yes. Put the original, she's come to a show. She uploaded the original yeah. sound. God bless her. Yeah, yeah, she did a really. She did us a solid. I'm gonna look. I'm wearing a shirt right now. White people talk tonight. White people talk tonight. This so we are wearing merch that you can get at the show as well as all the other Luberger merch. But and that's how you plug it. Out. And we also <laughs> you brought it up in the beginning, guys. You know what's also really funny is that our show there we have like a bar just right next to our theater and they're letting us do like custom cocktails like it's our wedding. So um, <laughs> the, you Huey and I each have a cocktail and he, uh, Alex has a mocktail. And then there's also. So don't forget the the one drink to rule them all. Do you know about this? What? No. I might not have told you about this. Oh, I pitched what? this to Vivo. There's a one when, drink. Yeah, Brian Wall. It's who all, all three of our drinks put into a cup together. That sounds like <laughs> it could gross. be really bad. We should <laughs> unless, make unless they drink. make sense. I think they do make sense. He Bwo okayed it. Bwo okay. Brian okayed it. Then yeah, because I, yes, there is a. There's not a subplot really of us loving Lord of the Rings, the two towers, but it is mentioned and it is a very big part of Lou Berger. We love Lord of the Rings. The two we towers. go to sleep watching Lord of the Rings, two towers every night, on every tour. night on tour. I'm sure we'll watch it a ton. In oh, you night. always sure. start from the beginning or do you know? No. No. Okay. Okay. We either pick whoever was awake when it last. We start from what they remember. seeing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you remember who remembers? I think they were like, uh, like with where Frodo he fell face first into that horrible nightmare pool of death. Like, oh yeah, okay, oh yeah. <laughs> there. I think that is where we were last. Yeah, <laughs> on our most recent tour. Yeah, Brian Wool made all of our cocktails based off of our interests and drinks and and everything. He's obviously as we all know called the giant bird. Yep. He's picking out like little garnishes for them. So mine's gonna have, uh, I think uh, this isn't you know locked in yet, but I think mine's gonna have like a little back scratcher on it because my character oh! in the show has to have his back scratch. I think Keith's is going to have a feather on it. I think Huey... Mine has one of those... Those, yeah. like, blowy... Whee! Yeah, exactly. That was good. A funny Thank song. Funny, a funny drink. A serious drink for serious people or something and like that. And an itchy that. drink. <laughs> <laughs> tell, me about, that itch. tell me about the laser. 
Oh my god. Okay, so yeah, the laser. <laughs> the laser. The laser. I went a little crazy this weekend, and I, I look. I'm known He's going for. Ham. I I like to buy myself toys, but they're mm-hmm. toys that I can utilize. Sometimes they're synthesizer instruments, sometimes they're brass instruments, but I do utilize them. Um, and one I saw this weekend was this thing called the laser cube. And when you say you saw it, where where does one come across the laser cube? <laughs> TikTok. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, that's cool. And it's like a laser cube. It's literally the size of a, I don't know, like it's a little bit smaller than a Happy it's Meal like, box. It's like a, this Polaroid. Big. Yeah, it's kind of the size of a Polaroid camera. A little bigger, um, but, yeah. but But it's a cube. And it has a laser in it and it has a software and you can do all these cool laser designs and it basically looks and like now, a, I, I own a laser. I got it on Amazon. Yeah, this isn't that. Um, this is a laser that I, well, you can't look at it. And then I know you <laughs> wow. always say like, oh yeah, you can't look at it. Like, no, you really can't look at it. You this one can pop balloons. You can turn it to a <laughs> setting where you can engrave wood and leather with words. Now that's a setting it can be dialed up to when you get the unit it is not that powerful but it, it is powerful enough to cause permanent eye damage and it can it's not good to be on people or animals it requ- keith brings it over to my house to it's show not going to be projected on us yeah no the the way that it is this is for concerts it has to be mounted above like it shoots over the audience and i it's, mean i'm talking this has you, to be three meters the lowest point of it has to be three meters above the the floor you have but, to register it like it's a weapon <laughs> yeah i yeah. have to what the fuck? <laughs> it sounds very dangerous. It guys. is, but it, it, but it, but on any every single like concert you've been to where there's only a ground floor level and there's yeah. dope lasers above your head, yeah. that's this. Wow, it's like the laser that you see in the sky. You know that when you can like, see a laser and it's like a wide beam or like a triangular beam, yeah. like, and it's through haze, but you right. can see there's like wow, that's like a three dimensional laser. Yeah, yeah. This can do that. Wow, this is a it's crazy high grade professional crazy fucking laser that only even became legal in America a year and a half ago. <laughs> it has you have to have a key in a box next to it and a key in the box. So it has two keys to two be turned on. Two keys. And it has an emergency kill switch. Yeah, it's like it, a nuclear... It literally, Huey, it has like a red button it has a that big looks red button. like the nuke launcher. Just turn it off? Yeah. If you need to. Like, you, there's a normal switch too. That's like the like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Apparently, it also has a... Um, if it is if it is moved when it's using so like if it were to fall from a position it turns itself off oh that's so smart that's great. yeah that's because great. obviously yeah. When it fell it's right. now projecting lasers so guys the show's gonna be totally sign. safe it's fine it is yeah. no i i've actually worked i've been looking at the uh grid schematics of the theater to make sure i can do it safely and to figure out when it is utilized because also it it's kind of like it needs its own uh operator like a yeah. board operator someone to trigger this stuff because i can build in a timeline like a video timeline like a sequence oh. however that still has to be fired, right? Okay. And it's not likely the person's going to be able to fire the video cue no. and the laser cue at the same time. Right. So instead, making a more like generic looping thing that's mm. like four minutes long if the right. song is three minutes long, so we can just be started anytime and it will work. Cool. Um, and but things like four hands and boys yeah. makes total sense to it have. Does. Like there are songs that make sense for the laser. There are songs that probably won't George make Lucas sense. George Lucas at the hotel. Pool. George Lucas, the actual Wizard of Friendship song, Chili in a gay bar has. There's also there's literally a unicorn on a stripper pole projection. I was like, well, that's going to be for things got silly. Usually, yeah, we're bar. we're talking lasers, and maybe you think like, oh, little fun lights, like this, like shoots, yeah, shapes. There it's was Pink one, Floyd style. This like. can project an image six hundred meters away. 
We, we everyone's w- gonna get my name engraved on their forehead. It's <laughs> yeah, something we could do if we That's were. That's the meet and greet package. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, I, I've read through like the whole like instruction manual, but I have to read through like a whole like um, safety course. It's wild. Kornfeld, we, you you asked about this. Is I'm completely changing as comments. you should. Um, you asked about the auditions process. Yeah, earlier. let's. I mean, t- honestly, just talk through the whole. Seven hundred fifty people submitted. Wow. Yeah, and um, it was I, it it was interesting for me personally being on the other side of that because I'm normally I'm on the other side of it. Sure. I'm normally being submitted for projects and auditioning for them. This was like you know, going through all these people. And one thing that I personally learned is, oh, it doesn't, your talent when you're auditioning matters this much. Sure. It is all. He did a small finger thing. I did. It's like you, when you have that many submissions, like you have to sort of always be narrowing people down. Well, and I guess like part we got a million You good have to ta- be talented in four different ways for this show. And just because you are the most talented tap dancer, tap dancer doesn't mean you have the other talents at the highest tier. What we have to do is find find four people who are all super, super talented and also differently talented. Mm-hmm. So there are scenarios where there were people who were really, really talented and could have made it in the show, but they brought the same thing as someone a teensy, teensy bit better. Mm. And so like we want to have our cast like bring like a different perspective into our show and a style of performing into the show so that everyone is different. Cause I could have, I could, there was a scenario we could have chosen four supremely talented people who are like exactly the same. Right. But that's not what this show is. This show yeah. is like a weird adventure through a fantasy land. So we want everyone kind of like how part of me getting on Beetlejuice was because I looked different and I can make more exaggerated cartoonish expressions. We're not necessarily looking for that, but we want people who have different aesthetics so that when they're playing these different characters on stage, it's like, oh yes, this is a fantasy realm. All these people are different. I think that the Beetlejuice example does talent isn't the only deciding factor where someone can be immensely talented, but when you're casting, you're casting for a specific right. vision and a or specific whatever. vision amongst the other people yeah, you're looking at. Right? Y- yes, that was a big part of it too. First of all, all these people are going to have to play like four different parts at least. Right. So it was like, can this? Do we think this person can be a, a goofy wizard? Do we think this person can play one of the handsome forest boys? Do we think <laughs> that this person can be a emo punk rocker? It's like all these different things, and then also we need four. So. This person's emo punk rocker has to be different from this person's emo punk rocker. And if I'm going to go with this person, that kind of eliminates 20 other people because they all are, like Keith was saying, they were filling a similar niche. And the cast we got is like so insane. Like one of the people has like a master's of music and singing. Two of them, I think, have been like ship performers, cruise performers, which Mm -hmm. is some of the hardest work you can do. One of the cruise performers was just in the national um, tour of SpongeBob SquarePants. Whoa, and that isn't, I mean, you guys may think that sounds silly. That is the most physically demanding show that has ever been It's super fun. It's like people in that show are sort of perfect for the Wizard of Friendship. Yeah, Yeah. of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what occurs to me? Uh, my B, I was the one uh, hosting this. I uh, really haven't really explained what the show is because people <laughs> may be listening and like, okay, here's some forest boys, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> right? Lasers I and think psychedelic it's true. We lights. We haven't really Chili? talked about the premise a ton. I think it's you can eke it out in some areas, but the premise is the three of us have sold a comedy special. We're finally shooting it. It's a normal comedy special where we start out on stage. We have a fight. 
uh, a fight breaks our friendship, which our friendship is so true and pure that it has summoned the Wizard of Friendship, who happens to be in attendance that night because Alex gave them a comp ticket. <laughs> um, we have a fight about that. Furthers the fight because we didn't all agree on that comp ticket. But regardless, we're having a fight. It breaks the wizard's heart. The wizard casts us away into Nofrendia, which is a fantasy land where people who break their friendships go. And we have, until we turn into monster versions, fully turn into monster versions of ourselves that represent our bad friend traits to figure out our friendship, restore the heart pieces to the wizard, or else we'll never get back in time to sell our special. Also, it's Hanukkah. <laughs> we have to get back in time for Hanukkah, Zach. And all the people that we meet are... A nice March Hanukkah yeah. off-Broadway yeah. show. Yeah. All the people we meet are... I mean, the first time it was July. Uh, <laughs> all the people we meet are like groups of people who have been cast in Frenia for some reason. The equally handsome boys, they're there because at one time they fought over who was the most handsome. But they couldn't figure it out before and now they're stuck there and now they always have to agree that they're all four equally handsome boys because that's what maintains their friendship best. And so you learn lessons through fun characters, of course, Flim Flam the Sausage Man, uh-huh. a fan favorite. Yeah. Uh, you, I'm trying to remember the name of like the 80s VHSs. We that- Sing. We Sing yeah. is, a hu- is one of the big inspirations for this project as well as Wizard of Oz, obviously Labyrinth, any kind of bizarre fantasy Alice in Wonderland. Adventure. But we sing were like the low rent versions of that. Oh, yes. yeah. They were really uncanny and unsettling, but exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they traumatize you as a kid? What, what, what this? No, quite the opposite. Yeah, they, 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 they enthralled me. Oh, as nice. I would... <laughs> the way that like kids will watch like Blues Clues on repeat, I would watch these We Sing VHSs. I, I was obsessed with one called Sally's Birthday Party when I was a kid. Which is objectively the worst one. <laughs> it was one of the first ones, so it's like the lowest budget one. But We Sing in Sillyville is gold. That was another it's great It's like one. an actually really good critique on... Uh, racism and segregation and it's but it's played really well i never watched this show before. it's good it's like a it's, <laughs> it's an actually not a show it's, it's a really good one VHS. Uh, it's a good uh, how many seasons direct to vhs it's a, it's movie. a series of of unrelated stories but it's basically jukebox musicals of folk songs mm-hmm. that's how you should think like of there's this. one called big rock candy mountain and the big song is big rock candy mountain but they big also rock sing row, row, row your boat yeah <laughs> like it's teaching children folk songs in a funny way where there's normally some horrific costumed characters where like all the money went into these costumes <laughs> and the rest of the money was like, I oh, just paint that wall blue and put a wooden tree <laughs> in front of it. You know? And that was sort of the beauty of it is this very low budget, but some areas are oddly high budget and they're all singing. The scenery is also like always very odd. Like there's a train in one of them with this weird smile on its face. So, you know, there's this weird red <laughs> face train and it's like, you know, I'm the train. And, <laughs> and if only John Weesington, the founder of Weesing, <laughs> could hear this now and know what an impact he had on Weesing actually has like a weird cult I read a lot too. about Weesing because of this. But it actually, interesting story. It just, it came from these old people being like, all these folk songs are going to be lost in the new generation who's watching TV and, and stuff. So they actually, first they were books. They were sheet music called We Sing. And it was like helping uh, kids learn music. And then they like made it into cassette tapes that went along with those books and made enough money. They were like, TV's the future. Well, some Basically the guy in charge of it ran into a guy who was like, TV's the future. You should make, you got to make TVs. He's like, okay. So they made the VHSs. They were hugely wow. successful uh, and they were cheap to produce. And wow. Thusly, we got eight or nine We Sing tapes. Disney actually started like ripping these off too. Like they would make their own version of We Sing and sell them directly on VHS and like other companies like that would do that. I don't know if it was a We Sing, but there was one I watched as a kid that had 
this sad, maybe it was a rabbit, and he would sing, nobody yes, knows. Yes, that's what we sing. Yes. The trouble you know, that's what we sing. And there is a scene where... That, that's we, that's Big Rock Candy Mountain. No way. Yeah. Sure I is. loved this one. And there's and, also Little Bunny, it's Little Bunny Foo-Foo. Yep. And I remember one scene where he was laying down and he was a depressed rabbit. Yeah. And they go, what does that cloud look like? And he goes, I see a cloud. <laughs> And he couldn't see any shapes in the yeah. cloud. Yeah, the Meese Meister characters in that too. Wow, I want to rewatch it. Picking up the Meese Mice and bopping them on the head. Mm. Down came the good family. <laughs> She's also a character. And she said, "Yeah." So like they just play them out as musicals. But anyway, that that inspired this sort of. It's very. It has sort of the same line as the Legends of the Internet. It's a fucked up children's show for adults. <laughs> yeah. Like because that's what it is. Um, it's and we sort of play the characters. Once we get to know Friendia, we kind of become all performative in a child show sort of well, way. Well, that's just great. Like yeah, we, it, it changes us because we're in this fantasy land and we're meeting people. And then every so often when you break that and it's very serious, it's very funny. And actually, uh, can I can I just say, because you brought up the, the Legends of the Internet show, our tour, which was fucking awesome. One of the best experiences of my life. We put one thirtieth <laughs> of the pre-pro and effort that is going into this show. Yeah. So well, if you guys like that, I mean, this is, you guys have been busting your ass leading yeah. up to this. We've been working on the assets for this show since November. Yeah. Because that's how but, long and you wrote it and we need it. We, yeah. We it's wrote been it. over a year and a half. Yeah. And it's been, but like it literally like, I was like, oh, I have to start now or else I'm not going to have enough time. And I'm still like, I'm, Every weekend day, we're either in the studio or I'm making things at home or Huey's making charts at home or Alex is working with Steven, our producer, to to make sure like the cast has all the info we need or we're making casting decisions or yeah. we're making audition materials. So you have to make audition materials. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And uh, I'm like calling our, co- having video chats with our costumer. I'm me- taking measurements of people, uh, making other executive decisions on like, yeah, go with that fabric. It costs a little more, but it looks better and it's going to be uh-huh. more breathable and it'll last for the 30 shows that we're doing. I've been keeping all of my days free on purpose just because what will happen is I have nothing planned the next day and then like, Phone call, I'm in a thing for an hour now. Right. And then another phone call, I'm in another thing for an hour now. Then the, it's like, it's just so so much stuff you don't even think about. You don't have the luxury to even schedule your day. Yeah, exactly. I'm You're just like, swing. I know that I'm He's going the to. swing. I, yes, I am. I am it's true. Much. I mean, Alex is literally going to be assistant directing on a lot of the Zoom things because a lot of those are happening when we're down in Mexico. Um, oh, wow. And, and stuff. For my so, wedding, yeah. yeah. So like, literally, Thanks, I'm getting Zach. there. <laughs> I'm terrible there timing, man. Three days, so happy for you, but three days after these guys. <laughs> getting there three my days bad. after these guys, which at first I get saying like, no, okay. For so the record, I planned my wedding first. Yes, you did. <laughs> That's that is fair. And also, you know, I mean, we, we're this is how we work. We operate yep. like this very well. And we, uh, I, I want to hear about just before we run out of time. You guys recorded a whole album for this, and like, there you did the show. It incorporated some Lou Berger songs, and then you're like, that's not enough. Let's write, we need a, an act one closer. We need uh, an overture. We yeah, need, I yeah. mean, you got, how many freaking songs are in this thing now? A lot. I don't know, I don't 17 know. or 12 yeah, I think or something like that. Disco playlist. If you include, there's a reprise at the end. Right. And these are, and a lot of these are songs that no one's heard before, written for this. Yeah, there you, are new, brand new songs that were created just for this show. Yeah, you played me the Act One Closer the other day, and I'm so fucking oh, dude, down dude, with it. The Act One Closer it's is so good. One of my favorite Lou Berger songs. I think we've it is ever your, made. I mean, I've only it's heard really snippet, but I think it might be. The it's best one. so 
I, it's, I, <laughs> I love it. It's like, I feel like it is our You Will Be Found from Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's that vibe. It has. Yeah. I mean, because you guys do a lot of different musical styles. Yeah. I don't know what you would call yeah. them. That's right. Yeah. No, no. I mean, like, like your favorite, you know, what you normally sing in. I don't know what style you would call it. But that one felt like more, not Beatlesy, but it had that wall of sound feel yeah. that I yeah. just, I'm a real Yeah, it's a for. rock ballad. Yeah. It's a little less hard rock. It's not like a hard rock ballad. It's kind and, of like a, not quite a pop rock ballad, somewhere in there. Well, Indie rock a, ballad, kind of. Like how muses rock. Yeah, there's a moment right? where it switches to boy band. It's, it's. Uh, there's just like a specific moment where like the song, it sort of opens with almost like it could feel like a little bit of a doo-wop thing, but it's really going to be solos. And then it switched to a little boy band thing. And then all of a sudden it's this wall of sound, everyone singing mm-hmm. and doing ads. So like a bit stuff. of a fugue that incorporates yeah. some of the other songs from the show. Yeah, Cause exciting. it's act one closer. And yep. then the visuals also have little visual reminders of some of the things you've seen so far. There's visuals in the opening numbers projections that are moments from the entire show later. So like there's a moment from every show, there's a moment in every single song and there's one of those moments is represented in the opening visuals. Right. So it's kind of like a visual overture, but you don't really know you're seeing it when you're watching it. I'm really excited for this album because it's our, you know, we've, we are all, we have a number of albums out that are all phenomenal um, this one is our biggest album. It's the biggest sound. It's the most like Keith is playing all of the horns he plays on the album. <laughs> yeah. Like we have strings, we have drummer, we have bass sick. players, we have two different vocalists. We're going to record probably like the cast in New York City. We might have some special guests yeah. on the album. And my goal, I don't know if this has been shared before, but for I've I've turned these boys into my my Grammy boys. I really want a Grammy. So I got I like got. Keith's studio, we call it Grammy's Kitchen now, and I got him a Grammy's Kitchen. We're cooking up Grammys. We're cooking up Grammys. Alex has a little Grammy medallion. They're all just for grandmothers, but I got them for the boys and say <laughs> Grammy that he hangs on his car. And Everyone I really, asks me about it. They're like, <laughs> what is this for? I'm like, I, Huey's making me have this and see it every day. Mm-hmm. So something that we really are excited about is that it's going to be such a wonderful offering to people that we're really hoping everyone will just fall in love with the album, listen to it. It'll get a lot of play. People will really just... Uh, pay attention to it and then we can hopefully win that Grammy for me <laughs> and for us for us of we'd course, like to win the Grammy we have a uh, record label Broadway Records Woo. that we're joining with to make this which yep. is super sick it'll just help the distribution and help it like also get more notoriety so that's awesome um, they represent a strange loop they they did a strange loop Matilda. they did once on this island for the room Matilda so like really uh, the, the the real real deal stuff yeah. which is super awesome We've, yeah. uh, definitely this project is starting to uh, prove its value beyond the financial reward because yep. the financial reward, as you can kind of guess, in Broadway is low. Yeah. Um, but the the brand reward and the artistic fulfillment, but also the everyone in this world who's serious knows how hard it is to do what we're doing. So I think it's giving us a huge amount of cre- credibility that we haven't been able to prove to other people before. So we're getting a lot of, uh, not only are we having like, Broadway people come in and guest as my dad in shows, but we're getting, you know, some other bigger names who want to be involved in our projects, which is super fucking dope. And then on the total other end of the spectrum, we know that the ticket cost is high mm-hmm. and we've seen a lot of our fans who, who are like in Australia and like, I can't possibly come to this, but I have the money to afford a ticket. I wonder if I could like donate a ticket to someone in New York who can't afford coming to see the show. So um, something we're doing, we're setting up sort of, 
I don't remember what it's called. Spot it, fund? Spot fund. It's a crowdfunding website, but it's specifically we're just setting it up for anybody who wants to donate money to someone else to go see the show. You can donate a full ticket price. You can donate $5, whatever. All of that money is going to go into like a giveaway for people, sort of like how Broadway has a lottery. This is our own way of doing a lottery. Uh, we, it's a great idea that uh, our fans have just given us. So like we're going to contribute to that. And we have a goal of raising enough money to give 100 tickets away for free. However many we get, we'll give away that many. If it goes beyond 100 tickets, it'll still go straight back into the pot. We're not making any additional money off of this. This is just making it so people in New York who want to see the show but can't afford it can have a chance to come see it. And I know the hope. I mean, you guys are doing the two-burger and everything like that. Like, guys, make a weekend out of going to New York City. Come yeah. on down. There's nothing yeah. like New York City. Truly. There's yeah. a hotel that's giving people a discount, Yes, right? uh-huh. if you stay in the Pod Hotel Times Square, which is like right next to the theater, there. and you enter promo code LUBURGER, oh, eyelash, There's a, <laughs> uh, there is a discount. So, so the code is LUBURGER, oh, eyelash. Oh, uh, a, oh I got an eyelash. No, it's just, it's just LUBURGER. I'm sorry. So And, and su- super cool. Uh, we really feel like the Broadway world is like, uh, embracing us like yeah. playbill is doing a lot of like they posted the video from try guys they want to do a story with us other broadway adjacent periodicals and, and stuff are coming in to like help us yeah. it's very cool um it looks like we will sell out the run yeah. which oh is damn so God, you better if you listening yeah we've already sold out it. a good amount of nights so get your tickets my uncle had to change his he was going to come on the 18th but it's like sold out so now he's coming a week later yeah because he just there's no tickets that's yeah. huey's so, uncle my and, musical mentor the reason i play piano couldn't even get a ticket wow. so. yeah. <laughs> and, and what about now like guys it's selling out what, what maybe you can maybe do more shows if i well, can't come here's go ahead well the only we're it's tough to say. I think it's more likely that in the future we will try to put this show up in other cities for like week stays yeah. and doing like a touring version of it. But maybe it's I don't know how it will actually work. You're, act- you're supposed to say, no, this is your only chance. Go buy a <laughs> it's ticket. It's tough. I, I, I don't know when that will happen, though. I will say this is your best chance to see the show yep. because it takes a, it's got a lot of moving parts I mean, to it's do a tour, it. Even, to, to have a touring cast, that, that's to, touring. Easy. It means we have to. Like those who are in it right now, it, can they come with us? But the costs go up now. We're like traveling people. We're traveling set pieces. We're, we're costumes. We're traveling the show. We're traveling a board operator. We're like it's much harder to do. So this is your this is your best chance to see it. It's yeah. going to be super dope because we're in one theater. We can really make that theater ours. We have it like a little step and repeat outside of the show. So it's really going to feel like when you get even to the lobby outside of our show that you're at the show. The whole world of the show exists as soon as you walk in the building. I'm curious if you could rapid fire all these little details that you wouldn't have thought through. Because like, step and repeat, someone has to design that. Yes. There, there's a million little details. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just just hit me. We're getting playbills. Oh, my. Right. Actual I mean, playbills. Who makes those? Playbill. Uh, playbill. But, and the way you'd get it is by putting an ad in a playbill for another show. So we're putting a Lou Berger, Wizard of Friendship ad into Anne Juliet, I, I think, think so. is the plan. I think it's Anne Juliet. Because Nico is in that show, we thought like that's a great way to also way, so show off the way Nico you more. get a playbill is by buy, is getting an ad in a different playbill Paying and then for, they make you a playbill yeah. that is play that's crazy and it, yeah. it but it's expensive and it's definitely an expense that we like 
we could print our own programs for much less, no, right? No, but this is cooler. But this is so cool. <laughs> this is cooler. This might be our only chance to have the opportunity to have a playbill, yeah. so let's take it. We um, want people to have it when they come. How cool to like yeah. come, especially if you're flying there from Michigan and you get to leave with a playbill for the show. It's That's cool. very yeah. cool. I mean, I mean, I know people, I was one of them. You keep every playbill yeah. that mm-hmm. you yeah, have. Yeah, me too. Interstitial music. There's music in between. So we're making the album, but then we have to go rework all of the songs from the album to make it interstitial music in between the scenes. Interstitial visuals. Interstitial I'm doing these visual. sort of like goofy animations that are very Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It's great. In between yeah, the they're scenes. really funny. So there's yeah. never just a not impressive out. to make, but it's no yeah. <laughs> anyone could do a, it. A dog could do it. <laughs> it's really not that hard. I'm just saying. I think yeah. the Gen Z kids who are really good at editing could do exactly what I'm doing. I, I think that what your humility shows is that you guys, to Huey's point earlier, like this is just these are skills you've acquired over the last decade plus or really all your life and you are you've created a show where you get to unload everything you can do and mm-hmm. i know you've talked to me about this like every skill you've ever had goes into this show and i'm sure that's true of all i of think you guys. the biggest thing for me was like you know i'm not necessarily like a writer or anything like that but it was super easy for me to write this show the script because of how much time i spend with keith and huey and like how we have sort of developed our comedic voices over almost a decade. So writing the show itself was way easier than I could have ever possibly mm. thought it would be. And I think it's sort of because of what you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's not even your 10,000 hours. You guys have put in so much. You've mm. I don't know how many shows you've played together now. So it's a lot. It's <laughs> I, I, I think the best projects are the ones where you end the project and you go, I put everything I know how to do into it, and there's nothing left. Yep. Yeah. You hear that, Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys are going to end this project and go, there's nothing that I am capable of that was not mm-hmm. put into that. And that's yeah. that's what you guys are doing. True. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any other rapid-fire things. Like, uh, I'm excited to see the lighting design. We, oh, have to yeah. do, we have to do, like, a load-in tech day where, like, everything gets hung, like, the the legs, which are like the wings, curtains get hung, the screen gets hung, everything gets adjusted. I'll be testing projections in real time at that moment. We'll be like routing our own, like this, getting the sound system set up, getting the monitors on the stage. We have a long XLR microphone for our guest that's going to run through the theater that has to be routed. We have to get used to the board, maybe see if we're bringing in a new board. Uh, like so many technical aspects, so many creative aspects, so many logistical aspects. We're renting a dance studio in these next two weeks before we get there so that the cast and the choreographer can meet and start learning dance. Uh, we're learning the dances right now at home. Uh, we're and it's all going to change when we get there too. That's a big thing about it is like yeah. we're rehearsing on Zoom and then we're going to show up to New York City knowing all the dances, all the choreography, this and that and then it's going to be like, okay, now that we're all here in person, actually that choreography that you learned, we're changing it. Right. Actually this <laughs> musical part that you learned, we're changing it. Actually these lines, you know what? It makes sense if we change it a little bit. Yeah, so we <laughs> <laughs> we do want it to still have the collaborative feel like we don't want to come in and be a show like this is the show everyone do it exactly like this right. um these are talented people we're working with and yeah. we want everyone's two cents and uh their ability to make the show super fucking dope and uh it's exciting but it's yeah. like i've said it in the video like it's very exciting it has the potential to be really draining but because it's so cool uh i'm not like drained by it i am very stressed yeah. but I, I didn't realize how i was stressed until i was like i've never had a tr- trouble sleeping and i've had a lot of trouble sleeping because my brain is running through all the things all yep. the songs like i'm thinking about choreography i'm thinking about how much is left to make how much i have to remake because every time new Dude. audio files come in video files change slightly Bro. 
And yesterday it was like an amazing day. We heard so much good news yesterday. It was like flying high for Lou Burger. And then like at 1030 last night, I was like getting ready for bed. And then I was like, I don't feel confident about my dances. I, I don't, I'm not sure that I'm ready to dance. Uh, you know, when I had that singing lesson yesterday, but I don't think I'd practice enough today. And then I started freaking out. And then I was like, I just, ah. and then it was like 1030. And I'm like, I, I'm supposed to be relaxing and sleeping. Yeah, hard. And I'm, I'm hyped up. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, well, before yeah. we wrap it up, I'm curious from each of you, one thing you're excited for and one thing you think the audience should know about the show. Uh, I'm really excited to work with the cast and to unleash their creative expression into our show. I think like us, they are people who they're not on Broadway yet, right? They're not equity, but they have the talent, I believe, to be there. So like, how can this show help their careers the same way it's helping ours. I'm hoping to figure that out and hope that everyone who works on this show is proud to put this like at the top of their resume. Being like, this show everyone heard about that was dope as shit, I was in it. And I want it to benefit these other talent people uh, as much as it is looking like it might benefit us. I'm really excited for the album. You know, I've been producing my own music. I'm working with uh, Puppet History now. Like, we've been working together as Luberger for a long time. So I've really been honing in my music producer skills. We're working with Jay Markowitz. So I'm just so excited that we have this amazing project that utilizes so many of our talents and so many different production methods. So I'm excited that at the show, people will be hearing the album. And then I'm excited that the show will get people to be excited about the album. And it's just such an awesome piece of work that we all did. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited, you know, about doing sort of the same, not the same show, but like doing a scripted piece with Lou Berger seven or five times a week. Like that's not how we normally operate. So it's going to be a big change, I think. And it'll be nice because we'll have two nights a week where we're sort of doing the same thing that we always do with the concerts. But no, nah, it's going to be way harder than you it think. is going to be way I'm harder. Making it way harder on I know, us right dude, now. Sure. Really, every time you tell us what you're doing, I'm like, why, bro? Y- yes. It's supposed to be like the I was easy like, part. Oh, I think we can do costume changes in between like, all these. It's supposed numbers. to be like the fun, easy, relaxed show. Not I don't like want the- anybody leaving that show and being like, I should have just seen the Wizard of Friendship instead of this twice. You know, I want to make sure they're like, yes, these are two equally handsome Boys. shows. <laughs> two equally handsome shows. Uh, one thing the audience maybe doesn't know is that. There's a lot of audience interaction mm. and one audience member fully becomes the star of one of the numbers. Yeah. Like, and what's really cool is like, you'll be on the stage. Only with if us. you want to be. Only if I you know some be. people hear that and get freaked no, the no, fuck no. out. Well, only yeah. pick someone who volunteers to be, right. um, but you'll be center stage and there's going to be, these dope projections will be behind you. Yeah. These cool lights will be on you. It'll be like, we have this in our touring show where people come up, but we don't have lighting effects and video effects. So and we also are down for people to pull out their phones and film parts of the show. Yeah. Obviously, don't film the whole show. Don't have your phones out the Social entire Social media time. filming. So, yeah, grab a, cl- grab a little Instagram clip. Tag us in it. We want this to feel somewhere between a concert, a music festival, and a musical. Yeah. And an acid trip. <laughs> and an acid trip. 100%. Yeah. It's a drug yeah. trip. So uh, it's yeah. wild. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well... I think the thing that I'm excited about and, and admire, I forget, maybe it was Alex said it in the video, is just this idea of not waiting for someone else to greenlight your ideas. And I, yeah, that is, I, that's, I think, very much a shared thing between the three of us is that we kind of just went, well, let's, as, as Keith says in the video, let's produce the result that it. we want. Yeah, like if you have a dream, you can wait a long time for someone else to say, 
yes, do this. But you guys have figured out a way to take on this financial risk in a way that, you know, you're not going to bankrupt yourselves, um, but you're, you're putting your own blood, sweat and tears into it. You're making it happen. It's, it's quite inspiring and exciting to me, but really, I'm sure to anyone listening. So I'm stoked to hear how it goes. I'm stoked to fly out to New York to see the show. Oh, yeah. And uh, play Keith's dad at some point. Oh, yeah. yeah. And thanks. And honestly, thanks to the whole, you know, Try Guys fandom. Yeah, like, definitely. They have really just embraced us, especially lately as it prepares for this show. Like we've had so much support, you know, obviously, if you're a Try Guys fan, you're a Keith fan, and you know you support everything. Not he does, necessarily. But I mean, yeah. hope so. <laughs> so it's just been so great Not to a lot get of everyone left. like. <laughs> Damn. 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 Well, we appreciate it either way. It's been so great to get the support from everyone, like here on this side, and also everyone who's watching this. We we really appreciate the support. So check out our socials. If you haven't got your tickets, think about getting them soon. Uh, the two burger deal is great. There's also a special like high tier meet and greet package where you actually hang out and have like lunch or a drink with us for 30 minutes. Uh, and it's like a very obviously it's the most expensive ticket, but I'd say you actually get the most bang for your buck. Lunch doing package that. is hilarious. Yeah, it's a, the, it's the lunch package. Eat with Keith. Is yeah. it, do they eat with us or just drink with us? I think it's like it's. It's like a either get a drink or have lunch. It's basically what we want. Right. It's like <laughs> if we're hungry, we'll eat with them. It's true. Like we yeah. only have so much time. We're gonna order some pizzas for right. everybody. I mean, if you're if Keith's there, I imagine there's gonna be some food. There's gonna be food. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's gonna be a cool experience. If you are someone in New York who wants to enter our lottery, it will the links will be all over our, our uh, socials. If you are someone who wants to donate money to the lottery, same, it'll be the same links. Um, but we really hope to see all of you there. I've said this many times before. We get to make content on the internet that hundreds of thousands and sometimes millions of people get to see. We never get to see you. This is our opportunity when we do live shows to see you. So we'd love to see you. And if you make it work, we get to do more stuff like yeah. this. Yeah. Um, now, Huey, you know this next part because you uh, were telling us before that you listen to every episode all the way through. Of course. Which mm-hmm. is awesome. Of course. So, uh, Burger. Here's with the official tripod theme song. One, two, a one, two, three, four. Tripod, tripod. Hey, hey. We are here with the tripod. Tripod, tripod. tripod. Worship us as your try, God. <laughs> and the show is going to be at least as good. At least that good. <laughs> Have a good ass week. Woo!